It's Mando time. Welcome back to the episode that cements this season of The World According to Aiden as the longest one yet with the 12th episode of the season. And as proposed, Philip and I are joined by the newest guest speaker to do to deduce the new season of The Mandalorian, Micah Stewart. Welcome, Micah. Hey, guys. Could you explain a little bit about yourself before we get started? Just a little bit. Um, I am a big Star Wars fan. I've been watching every episode of The Mandalorian so far, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Oh, oh, before we begin, I would like to make a correction about the last episode of this podcast. Blurgs first appeared in the Battle of Endor Ewoks movie, not in Star Wars Rebels, like Philip and I. Battle of Endor Star. Yeah. It had oh, been, I, you mean in the, like, animation? Yeah, in the animation. Yeah, well, like no, the not, drawn. Yeah, well, like I the think vintage Ewok thing, the vintage Ewok in the Battle of Endor movie um, that was kind of oh. rip off. But yeah, I hadn't realized that because yeah. I had never seen that movie. So I've thought about watching them, but I just couldn't. I watched like a little bit of droids and got really bored with it. Yeah, yeah, I get it that. It was like um, never ending. I would have never been able to point that out if it hadn't been for that one listener. But um, yeah, today we mm. won't be doing hot takes or trivia for a number of reasons. Uh, partly because, again, with both The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch, we'll have a lot to talk about. All right. <clears throat> Blasting into our review. Opinions and more. Philip, you can read your synopsis for Chapter 17 of The Mandalorian, named The Apostate. Right. Chapter 17, The Apostate. The armor and a group of Mandalorians hold a ceremony to induct a young child into the tribe. The ceremony is interrupted when an aquatic crocodile turtle monster attacks the Mandalorians. They fight back but are soon overpowered. He's killing the creature with his starfighter and revealing that Grogu has chosen to stay with him. The armor confirms that if the minds of Mandalore still exist, Din Djarin may become a Mandalorian once more by bathing in the ceremonial waters. Din Djarin travels to Navarro to meet Kreef Karga, who is now the High Magistrate. Din Djarin helps Karga stop a group of pirates who have been attacking citizens in schools on Navarro, Karga offers Dejarin the newly vacated position of marshal due to Cara Dune leaving to rejoin the New Republic, but Dejarin refuses, stating that he came to rebuild IG-11. Dejarin successfully revives IG-11, but the droid is, has defaulted to its original violent programming. Dejarin brings his parts to a group of Anzolan, Anzolan, sorry, mechanics Anzolan, who yeah. tell him that they need a new memory core to fully repair the droid. As Dejarin leaves Navarro, the pirate crew attacks the ship, but he destroys several of their fighters and escapes. Dejarin meets with Bo-Katana on an old Mandalorian castle, who, review, who reveals that after losing the Darksaber, she has abandoned her plans to reclaim Mandalore and suggests that Dejarin should travel there and that all her Mandalorian followers had left her to become Saber. <laughs> And she tells him that to go to Mandalore is to die. Thank you for that, Philip. Um, yes. So, Micah, following our tradition, I'll give you the floor first. What impacted and made the biggest impression after watching the newest episode of The Mandalorian? Um, I do like that they're bringing back IG-11. He was one of my favorite droids, honestly, in Star Wars, just going from bad to good. And then let's. I want to see if he will actually be good again. Yeah, I agree. It was it was sort of a kind of moment where when you see that that recreation or I guess it is all of the parts that he was made of, 
as a commemorative statue looking at it, I was like, oh my goodness, they must be able to, um, they must be able to bring him back to his former state. I mean, is he pretty much as he was before, except for uh, his programming and stuff. So, my yeah. one question is how did mm-hmm. he survive? I mean, he seriously like, blew up. It kind of like minimizes the explosion of that happened. I mean, he killed like all those stormtroopers and like blew up the lava and all that stuff. I mean, he's still that much of him still together. Yeah, right, I would agree. Right. How much is he still together? Yeah, because of the lava, you know, like how? Yeah, would yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Philip? What did you notice or like? Uh, I liked the pirate and the pirates, and I liked, um, you know, just seeing how the Mandalorians have their customs, and of course, you know, Mandalorian returning, and yeah. I also kind of liked seeing Bo-Katan at the end. I mean. We now see her basically what I would argue at her lowest state. She's I would at agree. the lowest of her low. I would agree. Yeah. She's at her lowest of her low. And I feel like um I feel like Bo Katan, yeah, she's giving up her throne of Mandalore. It, do you think she's this lost is the hope? Point? Yeah. This is the point at which the Mandalorian is supposed to kick in and kind of claim power. Like what's happening right now. Uh, so this could be the point at which He's projected from being the lowly Mandalorian, like we talked about in the last episode, to being the ruler of them all, maybe at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else did you like, Micah, from this? I do like, you know, Babu Frick being in there, seeing as him as a young alien instead of just the old creaky man. Was that him or is that just a species? I thought that was just a species. Species. They never said that. Maybe it is. It might be a species. species. So I do like Star Wars throwing in species that are in the former or new movies. Mm-hmm. Like you see, um, you see Jabba the Hutt's pet species in there. Oh yeah, Salicious Crumb. Yes. Yeah, Salicious Crumb. Um, yeah, it was cool seeing all the different uh, ways that, especially the town on Navarro, had been advanced from kind yes. of the rubble-ish state from. Uh, the earlier seasons of the Mandalorian to now this high profile uh, state of the art. Well, maybe not state of the art, but just very at least nice, nice refurbished. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to talk about is of course the new planet Carvala. I think it is. Is it Kavala? Mm, yeah. The one that the Mandalorian's on at the end when he sees Bo-Katan. That's, that's a new planet. That's her. I think that's her, her like clans planet. Yeah, that's her kind of Mandalorian outpost. Because, you know, they're all over the galaxy, basically, uh, on different... Uh, They're in their sector. Well, yeah, in their sector. You're right. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Um, Yeah, I honestly thought what was really hilarious was probably the droids holding Grief Karga's cloak behind him. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, Yeah, that was hilarious. I really really thought what was funny was the baby Yoda picking up the little guy and like, Oh, baby! And Mandalorian going, no, it's not a pet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, also, like I think we mentioned before, the pirate named Vane. Have we ever uh-huh. seen a Nikto? That's his species. Have we ever seen a Nikto main villain before? They seem like they've always uh, been lesser henchmen. They've always been lackeys. Yeah. They've always mm-hmm. been lackeys. And, of course, and they still are, but yeah. I don't know what to think about Seaweed Man, his boss. Yes. Um, Kingorian Shard. Yeah. What kind he of species like, could he be? I have no idea. He looked like a watch, walking vegetable patch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, Navarro has been really advanced. Okay, we also know now where uh, Cara Dune is. Yeah. What was it again? I can't. She was like she went back to being an elite shock trooper for the New Republic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, What else did you like, Micah, from watching this? Anything else? Um, I do like that. Um, I feel like the pirates are going to be more of a side quest in going to Mandalore, but I feel like it's going to take him a while to get past all his challenges to get into Mandalore. I agree. Yeah, I think he could be. That could be one of the. Um, things that stops him along the way. They, I bet they'll come up again. Oh, um, yeah, they'll be back. Yeah. Um, oh, also, <clears throat> this is kind of like an Easter egg, sort of, because you can't exactly tell what they are if you haven't watched Rebels, but um, the Purgles. Could you explain uh, what a Purgle is, Philip? I don't think Mike a is A Purgle is a giant space whale that is capable of jumping to hyperspace which originally in i think rebels they say was what inspired um spaceship builders to build hyperdrives to travel through okay, hyperspace okay. I, okay okay that's what that is i was wondering i had a i had a question about that yeah okay yeah, yeah. that's what they are but i brought them up because you see them of course in hyperspace and i was wondering could the purgles appearance be indicating the further explanation uh, later in the season concerning the ending of the mysterious last episode of Rebels when, of course, spoiler alert, Ezra Bridger is sucked into space um, by them. Thrawn. With Thrawn. Because we know yeah. Thrawn is probably going to appear. Um, Possibly, later. or it's just a, you know, cool creature. Yeah, cool creature. Just like the giant crocodile monster. Yeah, that weird crocodile monster is really cool. I liked it a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was like a turtle crossed with a crocodile. It looked like a mosasaur. Yeah. Yes. The head looked like uh, a crocodile to me. And the it, amazes the me how some, it amazes me how some creatures can get blown by that nature and just be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, also the new Mandalorian-ish helmets, at least that we haven't seen before that the kid was wearing, um, they look a little bit more stretched in different areas. Not as, I don't know, tight and compact as most of the other helmets you've seen before. Did you guys it notice looks, that? It looks more like Paz, like like a regular Mandalorian helmet cro- crossed with Paz Vizsla's helmet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems right. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Probably just another one of the things as... We see so many Mandalorians on the screen all at once. I mean, have we ever seen this this many Mandalorians before in one place? Possibly in his flashback when he's mm. a kid, and also maybe in like the uh, like when you first see him when he goes to the culvert in season one. But you know they're all standing in the shadows, so you yeah. really can't see him that. Way. Oh yeah, the culvert. That's right. Yeah, when they're all fighting together. Or no, before that. Yeah, yeah, and when they're all fighting together. Yeah, and when they're all fighting. Um, there, were, there were probably a few times in animation when they all popped up and there might have been more, like in the Clone Wars and stuff. But uh, The only one I can think of is when you see them in that first episode with Pre Vizsla and Obi-Wan fight, and there's like hundreds of them. Yeah. And then he never has that, that many again, and it's just really weird. Mm-hmm. He has like a whole army. Yeah. Well, as far as live action goes, this is definitely the most probably. Yeah. Um, yes. so, yeah. What else did you like, Micah? Anything else? I did find it interesting that when the armor is uh, making him recite the Mandalorian pledge, so to speak, 
he never says, I will never remove my helmet. Mm. That's a really good point. I don't point. think they, wait, the kid? The kid. Yes, the kid. Well, they didn't get to that part. They got interrupted. Right. Yeah, I find they that didn't. interesting. Interrupted right at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, of course, he was interrupted, but maybe that will be maybe that specific kid's future excuse for taking off his helmet, potentially. Of course, we, we mm-hmm. won't know probably for a while, but I'll be honest. Right. At first, I thought that that whole scene was a flashback. Oh, yeah, I did too. To Me the Mandalorian when he, when he was a kid joining the guild, I, I totally thought. And then we see the Mandalorian. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, right. oh, oh. And then when yeah. I saw Pads Vizsla and he looked the same, I was like, oh, that's not, I don't think this is such a flashback anymore. And then yeah. when he showed up, I was like, oh, it's not a flashback. Yeah. With the armor and Paz Vizsla, I was like, wait, they got to be pretty old now in the Mandalorian. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. What planet are they on there though with the croc? I have no idea. It looks weird. Um, I, don't think it it, I don't think they ever no, say. They don't. There's so many planets now that they're not mentioning the name of. So irritating. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, we'll probably know um, from courtesy of the Star Wars data bank, starwars.com. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. but it could be a few weeks. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Another thing I wanted to mention is this is potentially a little bit obscure, but King Gorian Shard's uh, ship looked disturbingly like, at least to me, the Arrowhead from the Lego Freemakers show. It looked like. Yeah, it kind of looked like an arrowhead, but what it reminded me of is more of the hammerhead Corvette Corvettes mm. in uh, Rebels. Oh, okay, yeah, there that too. But, but it yeah, didn't have the hammerhead parts. Yeah, the front at the the very front kind of was the part that reminded me the hammerhead part, except it didn't probably doesn't generate the force field that yeah. the, it does in Leo Freemakers, and it's a lot bigger. Yeah, and it's a lot bigger that too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, also, I thought that it was pretty cool, of course, seeing the Anzellans, um, Babu Frick's mm-hmm. species. I thought it was funny that he had to just crouch in there at their yeah. um, at their Work mechanic area. shop. Yeah. Huddle down. <laughs> yeah, he had to huddle down in there. And then how um, practically Captain Obvious. Um, oh, man, what's his name? The old guy. Um, Chief Karga, Greek Karga. Sorry, I don't know why I forgot that. Yeah. Greek Karga was kind of stating the obvious and explaining things to the Mandalorian what the Anzellans were saying. I thought that that was yeah, wrong. no kidding. <laughs> he oh, was saying almost exactly the same thing. Yeah, because the Mandalorian couldn't understand them. Yeah, well, you could understand like, some of them, but yeah, well, because they like speak like half basic, half something else. Yeah, good point. They're speaking sort of um, basic English in Star Wars, basic, and then the other languages so it was kind of back and forth but i still thought it was really funny uh how did he get there in the first place did he have to crawl down through that little hole i mean i think so because <laughs> i can't think of any anywhere else he could have gone in unless it had been from above or something but um yeah yeah tight squeeze <laughs> yeah very tight squeeze um so yeah is there anything else we should probably talk about addressing this probably a bit more trying to think well so muff gideon's light cruiser is not with bo katana mm, good point yeah where is that now <laughs> remember she said uh her men took it to go play mercenaries okay yeah that's right yeah um 
So do you think we'll see King Gorian Shard again later on? I think we already said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. We probably means that we've covered pretty much everything there is to cover. So, um, yeah, Micah, is there anything else that you'd like to add or comment? Um, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, thanks for being on today. I know that you don't Thank watch. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah. A, yeah, definitely. It's an honor. <laughs> yeah. You sitting there yeah. with um your your nice uh is it Return of the Jedi hat you have on there? Yes. For the listeners, he's wearing oh, a okay. Return yeah. of the Jedi hat with um Luke and Vader fighting. Vader. That's, that's really cool. I need to get a hat like yeah. that. Um so yeah, anyway, thank you for being on, Micah. And I know you don't watch the Bad Batch, so um this is the point at which you will be leaving. So bye, Micah. All right, thank you. Thanks Goodbye. for being on. Thank you for See being you. on. Bye. Now, Philip, for our synopsis and review on the Bad Batch. All right, so okay, episode's title. What was the episode's title? I can't remember it actually. Uh, Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. That's right. Yeah. All right. So the episode twelve, I think it was eleven or twelve, somewhere in there. Metamorphosis. After escaping from the planet of which no name has still been provided, or. Uh, still not been provided, the Bad Batch are assigned a new mission by Sid and are tasked with retrieving the lost vessel for a considerable m- amount of pay. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on an Empire-controlled base on a jungle world, Nalase, the chief Kaminoan scientist, refuses to comply to work with the Empire. One of the Empire's top scientists, Dr. Hemlock, threatens her and decides to bring Kamino's former prime minister, Lamasu, into the picture, transporting him to the con- separatist-controlled planet from his cell on Coruscant. Meanwhile, the Bad Batch travel to the coordinates for the site where the vessel was lost, and aboard the ship full of suspenseful air, dark and dingy, and find uh, evidence that a non-human has ripped and slashed parts of the walls on the ship, and they can't find any of the crew. Tech splits up with the group to assess the cockpit and turn the ship's systems on. The rest of the squad continue to search the creepy ship, and they find a lab full of Kaminoan tech, though somewhat changed and modified. It is here that they find an ominous, vast creature hanging in the dark from above them. While finishing eating up the last of the crew, the beast glides down and attacks them. The Bad Batch escape and notice that the beast uh, makes a beeline for the ship's energy core and appears to be eating the energy, growing even bigger. The beast escapes um, the ship, heading for a nearby town in the distance. Determined to fix their problem, the Batch split up. Tech and Omega continue to investigate the lab on the ship. They are able to confirm that the beast was part of a cloning project, that it feasted off of energy to grow to a massive size, and the Empire's goal hadn't been to destroy cloning when they wiped out Kamino, but merely wanted to control the process. Meanwhile, aboard the Marauder, Hunter and Wrecker try to dismantle the creature with their guns, but are astonished to see that the creature uh, is beginning to absorb the town's energy source, cutting out the power for the civilians. Before no time, the small beast had grown into a large one, a towering Zillow beast. The Empire then intervenes, detains the Zillow beast, allowing, um, uh, along with all the other town civilians, and try to clear all evidence of their experiment gone wrong, but fail as the Bad Batch get away. Meanwhile, on the Separatist control planet, Lama Su arrives and, in exchange for his freedom, tells Dr. Hemlock the secret to persuading Na Se. 
It's Omega that they need. All right. In my opinion, this was a great, great episode. Philip, what did you notice? Well, one thing. The planet that Nala Say is on is called Wayland. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Say that again. Wayland. Wayland. Okay, okay, okay. I did not know that. I would have worked, looked it up. Blah, sorry. I would have looked it up if I had um, known how to describe it accurately on StarWars.com, but I couldn't find uh, anything like it. So thanks. Yeah, I was going through just calling it the Separatist Control Planet. Um, no, it was so, just an out-of-the-way Republic-controlled planet out in the middle of nowhere oh, that the Empire okay. built a secret base on. Okay, right there is something that needs to be corrected. Anyway, um, yeah, that's okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, but no, they did not have a name for that planet no, that they, they go to that the Zillow Beast is on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we see clone commandos again besides I the know, Bad Oh, yes. Clone commandos that was really dying cool. at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that, that was really cool. So kind of the biggest point of it is, of course, the Zillow Beast. Yeah, I mean, they returned, hey. and we found out that they cloned them and were successful. Yeah. Do you think they, they're they making more, or is this the first one, or like what? I think there's several more, just okay. the way they talked about it. Yeah, I think there's this, just several more. Yeah, this addresses back to, oh my goodness, probably like, I think oh. it was like 10 years ago, at least 10 years, probably, no, probably yeah, like 12 2013. years. Okay, 2013. No, it was it before up. that. Yeah, it was 2013. It was uh, 2013 or 2012. It was probably 2012. It was 2012 because um, they okay. made the Lego game in 2012, and that end of that game was you fought the Zillow Beast. Oh, 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 you're talking about that. Okay, sorry. No, I was meeting so, yeah. in the Clone Wars um, show when they mentioned briefly Emperor Palpatine um, addressing the fact that I think he said something like they were going to clone them in the future and so yeah, he wanted to clone the zillow beast he wanted to clone them because he was telling the chief scientist not now let's say a, a different chief uh, scientist yeah. on the bill on the zillow beast um his plans and it was a little bit masked and mysterious and we were all wondering uh what's gonna happen now we didn't see the results of the progress in the clone wars and i think i was reading an article i was reading an article about how uh it could have come out in 2015 in rebels but there just wasn't a way, and they were thinking about introducing yeah. like a small-ish Zillow Beast, but they decided not doing that, and they've saved it until now. So it, it was production answered, costs. Yeah, production costs. And the thing is, it I'm really glad of it because now it answers a question that's been looming in the air for over a decade now. So yeah, yeah very interesting. Um, I didn't expect them to answer it back because I, I wasn't sure. I was pretty sure it was a Zillow Beast, but I wasn't sure because it really didn't look like a, ba- a Zillow Beast when it was a baby. Yeah, no, it didn't. I honestly, at first, like when we didn't see its eyes, kind of, kind of, kind of looks like uh-huh. a creature without eyes. I totally didn't think it was one. And but when you look at the cover on Disney Plus, yeah, the episode, you can kind of see it. a Zillow Beast creature. And when I was watching it with my sister Willa, she was like, "Oh my goodness, it's a Zillow Beast." And I was like, "Nah, it's not a Zillow Beast. It can't be one." And then I totally didn't think it when I was watching it until you see him yeah. eat all that energy, energy, and grow a giant, and then it's a Zillow Beast. I know. It, I really am glad that the Zillow Beasts are back. They're one of the coolest creatures in Star Wars, I would argue. Probably one mm-hmm. of the most powerful. I mean, think of what the yeah. Empire could do with Zillow Beasts. Um, probably well, they want to use them chaos. to make synthetic uh, super mm, the armor plates. Armor. Yeah, that's right. They did want to use them for the armor plates or Emperor Palpatine. Well, I mean, did. think about it. You can make an army of 
soldiers resistant to blaster fire oh yeah definitely. Jedi lightsabers yeah for their um tk troopers or whatever else that they might need yeah. in the military um yeah just think of all that they could be creating behind the scenes with their experimental cloning projects right now yeah. the, the empire just may not be uh we just don't know yet and so there could be a lot more that to come because you know now we found out that they didn't destroy Camino for the reasons that we thought it was it's just so that they would be able to control it themselves not having the camera yeah. do it so yeah i was pretty sure i said that said that oh okay sorry yeah i did also you know, mention if it the in the ones do it yeah because if Camino ones they could have been hired by somebody else to make another army like the rebel alliance could have hired them to make a clone army to fight the empire yeah yeah you're right you're and right. of course i don't think they would have done that but you know anyone yeah could. Now, I'm wondering, I think it's probably because he's a higher profile, more important. Lama Su I was know, so sure detained he was on. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was dead, too, because I hadn't mentioned him. I just thought yeah. it was interesting that he's kept on Coruscant because, you know, he's more important yeah. um, than the rest. But I'm just wondering more about the figures of how many more there are out there of Kaminoans. And, um, not many. Not, not many. Like there were. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, what do you think could be next for Nala say? Well, if they catch Omega, she'll do whatever that is they want her to do. Yeah, I thought it was interesting and at the end of the episode. Yeah, they'll probably catch Omega. Yeah, they probably will. I mean, she's been the biggest want. She's the uh, most valuable member of the Bad Batch. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting at the end how they mentioned that they needed Omega. Um, Lama Sue mentioned it. And that that's the only key, basically, to unlocking her potential in a way. Do you think that it's because Omega is equipped with certain abilities, or she ha it's something deeper than that that helps her to kind of control? I think it has saying. nothing to do with that. It's just I emotional. She, you know, I think purposes. It's emotional. <laughs> if you really want what I think, I think mm -hmm. to make. I think the Kaminoan government made a deal with Nale Say, kind of like how they did with Boba Fett. I mean, mm -hmm. Jango Fett, and how Jango got Boba and Nale Say got Omega. Mm, that is. A I good think point. Omega is almost like her 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 greatest creation. Ah, uh, so, so it's, it's sort of like, like she took care of her and was she's almost like her her kid, like a mother daughter relationship, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of see hints of it. Like when Omega takes off her pendant in the second episode, she's very upset about it, and we don't you really know why. Yeah. And Nale say how she helped the Bad Batch escape in the beginning anyway, mm -hmm. and always like made sure that Omega did never got caught. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. So, Doctor Hemlock he seems like an interesting fellow. Mm -hmm. um, I thought at first it was Doctor Pershing. <laughs> yeah he does look like Pershing without the glasses that's right uh, yeah so it seems like a very powerful figure in the scientific mm -hmm. world um, wonder where he is on the ranks so yeah but yeah so yeah main main thing of the episode was definitely the Zillow Beast and the fact that they and still that have a name that planet came back mm, yeah the that one Commando. from the Daro came back uh see i think he's called i think his name's scorch he's from a, a video game oh okay Star that Wars one at the beginning game, clone commandos no the one that's gray and oh yellow, yeah yeah who's, that's who right. is in charge 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. So do you think later in the season, well, I guess in the next five episodes, it might be four or five. Do you mm-hmm. think that they'll return to what was the planet again? You said Wayland. Wayland. Yep. Well, obviously, Omega's going to get captured and taken there. So the Bad yeah. Batch will have to go there to rescue her. If they rescue her in this season, it might end with her getting captured. Ooh, it might. I, I hope it ends with her getting captured and we have to wait another year to figure out what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it'd be more exciting. But then it yeah, would be also like, more suspenseful. But yeah. 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 On the lines of suspense. Yeah, you go. So I don't think they're going to end it with, you know, this year. I think there'll be another season. Yeah. I mean, of course, they haven't announced it yet, but yeah, yeah. there will be. There definitely will be another season, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Also, along the lines of suspense, this was kind of a creepier episode, especially yeah, at the beginning. Definitely. Yeah, the, the beginning was kind of like, ugh. I know. Like, just the clone this- trooper running through the hallway. Yeah, you don't know what it's attacking him, and the music is kind of ominous. And then even later, when the Bad Batch are boarding the ship, yeah, I mean, just the fact that the lights are off, everything's are scattered everywhere. Yeah, uh, it's a big, it's a pretty big ship, and you can. There are several times when they hear different things. They yeah, hear something being knocked around in the distance, and they're like, uh-uh. and then also when the droid. Oh my goodness, he oh, freaked the yeah. life out of me when that droid was like changer. The medical droid. Yeah. Because <laughs> when Tech, of course, um, was traveling, well, no, he was interrupted from what he was doing by the droid. Like that droid yeah. just came out of nowhere. He was just, all <laughs> he was hiding in there. the wall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what he was in the wall. Doing. And so he like opened it and he fell out. Yeah. And he's like, danger. And then he died. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better way of doing it. Um, so yeah, pretty good episode overall. Can't wait to see the next one. And is there anything else we should mention before we wrap up? There's got to be something. Hopefully Echo and Rex will show back up seeing as how they sent them the information. And I think this might be leading up to Sid's. Mm, yeah, I would agree. I mean, they didn't get anything for Sid. So Yeah, yeah, they didn't get anything for Sid. They, it was all basically a failure except for the fact of their own escape. And they have an inside scoop on Imperial matters that they want to keep secret. So, and yeah, mm-hmm. also, um, what's her name? Sid, Sid or in scale back. Um, mm-hmm. I would agree that this, that at the beginning when they're on the holographic call with her, uh, that is yet another step towards uh, her um, betraying them, man. If she doesn't betray them, we're going to look so bad because we've been uh, talking about this for so long. And obviously, um, she never mm. sent, she never tried to get them. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember oh, yeah. She didn't. There? Yeah. Yeah. She didn't ever try. It was a bit careless. Yeah. She, that is really a good point. Um, so, yeah. We, I really do hope she does end up betraying them because we're going to look bad because we've been talking about this since like episode four. So, <laughs> well, I kind of hinted. I've heard that in starwars.com that they like hinted that she probably okay. Know. Okay. Yeah, I would I would expect her to, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I think that this is maybe somewhat of a shorter episode compared to the last one, which was like 45 minutes, but um hopefully this is enough to um make you happy on all the Star Wars stuff for this week. Hmm. Um yeah. satisfy your ears. <laughs> um hmm. so yeah, this was yeah. This was good. We had Micah on, and now we're, we're done do with hmm? like the twenty eighth of March. What do you say? 
the 28th of March. What about it? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Oh, okay. uh, I was just saying, because then we'll have three things to do. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> There'll goodness. be two Bad Batch and a Mandalorian. Oh, my goodness. Man, that's going to be insane. That's also Micah's yeah. birthday, actually. So, oh, yeah. So happy birthday to Micah then. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So that's it for this episode of The World According to Aiden. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And come back next week for more of our Star Wars reviews, uh, both The Bad Batch and The Mandalorian and yet another guest speaker. My goodness, we're having so many guest speakers this season, and it is great. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. In the meantime, you can leave us a worded review on Apple Podcasts or submit a question to be answered on the show to aidencmpass at gmail.com. See you guys next time, and until then, keep it cool. May the force be with you. Bye.